everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is still season three, episode 15, the one where Ross and Rachel <laughs> take a break because it is. we chickened out last we, time. Yeah, we did. We just couldn't go through with it, unfortunately. <laughs> and we honestly, we didn't want to put you through it. It was. It would have been a very long we all, episode. Yeah. I think like we said, we all needed a little time to emotionally prepare and it would have been really long and I think we would have been exhausted. So the way we left things last time, everything was still good in the world and birds were singing and people were in love and, uh, you know, Phoebe and Monica went on the date with the diplomat and his translator, Doochie Doochie, <laughs> and Joey and uh, Chandler are semi-creepily hitting on Chloe we're talking about them having a threesome with each other, which, you know, can be really funny. <laughs> and now what's not funny is how upset Ross gets oh my gosh. when he comes over and Rachel's still at work. Monica's like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to call her. And he's like, doesn't she know it's our anniversary? And she's like, Ross, this is the extent of my knowledge. And then she's he's like, what else is on this notepad? And she's like, oh, it's a ladybug wearing a top hat. She's fancy. What else is she? An animal dressed as a human. Monica's, Monica's biggest pet peeve. pet peeve. So. Maybe it's more like a dog with a top hat in real life. But yeah. Agreed. It's a plot hole. It's a plot hole. It's a, it's I know it's one that bugs you. It's just, I just think it's because it's so glaring. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so maybe one of the writers thinks it's funny and it's like. Well, it's kind of like they say Ross hates ice cream, but we've seen him eat ice cream many times. Have we? He definitely eats it on his date with Elizabeth. <gasps> you're so right. Because I was like, there's times when it could have been, but we can't confirm it. But you're right. That date with Elizabeth, they're holding mm-hmm. ice cream cones. He could maybe be doing, just, just enduring the pain because of the date. but And um, because she's 19 and can't drink couldn't drink um, so what else can you do ice cream it is I, th- I think that maybe this is one of those things where it came up because one of the writers like doodled it and one of the other writers it's their biggest pet peeve mm-hmm. and so it, it's like a totally. funny joke for the writers i bet marta kaufman if you're listening okay so um i know that it is their anniversary okay we understand dating, that. An- date monthly dating anniversary they're right? one year one year one okay year. One year. One year at, and um, in the internet comments I read, it was actually like a year after their planetarium date aired. So it is okay. in like True real timelines too. It's a year. Yeah. Even though show timeline is supposed to not be. Anyway, it's fine. Things speed up and slow down. We don't. I wouldn't trust it. Yeah. Um, so he gets all upset <sighs> because it's their anniversary. And so um, he shows up at her office. For the fifth time in five weeks, is it? If we're keeping count. Dear Lord. Bingo. Um, And I forgot about the new assistant, Sophie. So we meet Sophie, poor girl. (laughs) Sophie, sit down. Um, Poor Sophie. I know. She is the butt of all the jokes and totally gets crapped on later. But um, it's okay. So talking about this. So Rachel's there. She's super stressed out. She has a huge issue. She's on the phone. Ross shows up with a picnic basket and tries to bring their romantic dinner to the office. Mm. I used to think that it was just a romantic gesture and that Rachel was just kind of being overreacting and just Mm -hmm. being all stressed out and taking it out on him. Mm -hmm. Now that I am a working girl myself, Uh this is so disrespectful. 
if you're in the middle of a work crisis, the last thing you can do is entertain your boyfriend's picnic. And that's the problem. He didn't he didn't show up and go, here's some dinner. I figured yeah. you might not have had time that to eat. That would have been sweet. So here's Dropping some off dinner. some takeoff. I love you. I'll see you when you get home. And we can remake our, um, you know, one-year date later. Love you. Sophie, nice to meet you. Super glad you're here. I hated Mark. You know what I mean? Whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're right. That's the problem is that she now has to entertain him and put mm-hmm. her focus and attention. And it's like, where did you think? Like, she's like, I have a deadline. I have to do this. So it's like, he's like, you don't have 10 minutes. And she's like, I said I don't. Right. But he wasn't just going to no. be 10 minutes. He was lighting candles and brought a pepper grinder. Right. <sighs> a pepper grinder. In the past. So Ben is obviously different than Ross. But I was thinking, like, I worked at one of the big four consulting firms for about a year. And um, there were a lot of times when I had to pull really long nights. Like, I was in the office till – I was in the office till, like, 7 or 8 p.m. most days. Um and that's when I was even in the country because I was also out of the country a little bit for work. But I would, yeah, like seven or eight was normal. And then there was a few like 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And this, the nights when I was there till seven or eight, like um, I wasn't living with Ben at the time, but, and I guess Rachel and, and Ross aren't, but like he would just be like, I lived really close to him. So he would just be like, I've got a plate of food for you warming on the oven whenever you're ready. Like come home and have some dinner. So nice. And he never... Never made me feel bad about it. Never was like, I cook for you all the time. You don't do. He just knew that like his job was pretty standard. He could leave at five and, you know, get home and and he was making dinner anyway. So he would just make extra for me and I would come home and just eat. And, you know, it, it was so good because then like I realized like I was like, this is actually really stressful. And in Rachel's case, she's enjoying it and it's going somewhere. In my case, I was like, this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. You know, I need to just find a different place. Yeah. But then I apologized. I was like, I didn't like who I was. I'm sorry that I was so stressed out all the time and, you know, so like focused on work. I want to find a better balance. And I did. Yeah. And it's much better. And like, he didn't just try to force himself. Mm-hmm. He didn't show up at my office, which would have been A, embarrassing in front of your coworkers. So embarrassing. And distracting and Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but everyone has, everyone can have busy seasons at work, you know, and sometimes that busy season a week yeah. and sometimes it's like a year. Like that just is how things go sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it but happens. What I really want to talk about, and I didn't even think about it until you just said their planetarium date, their first date got interrupted because Ross yes. had a freaking dinosaur emergency. I mentioned this last week. Yes. Or two and weeks I just ago. like, it just week? clicked for remember. me. That they had to yep. go and sit at the museum. And yeah, she went with him and sat there or whatever. But she never for a second made him feel bad about it. Not for a second. Do you remember? So, I, yeah, I think I brought this up two weeks ago um, because that was the thing was they were supposed to go have dinner and then dessert or whatever. Yeah. And, and so he had a dinosaur emergency. She went with him. I missed the reservation. It'll, and she, yeah, and she's like, well, he's like, I'm almost done. And she's like, yeah, well, so is dinner at wherever. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. We can still make dessert. And she's like, let's just not worry about it. Let's just reschedule. Yeah. You know, like she was just like, you're busy and it's fine. We can do this another time. It's yeah. not like, no, it has to be. And yeah. he was like, no, we won't. And she was like, we won't. And yeah, it like turned out being okay. But it also turned out being very 
Ross centric. Yeah, but I think in that in that situation, he took lemons and made lemonade. Like he was like, okay, we can't go to the romantic dinner we wanted to do, but we can like watch the beautiful stars in the planetarium and have these snacks from vending machine. Like that is a cute romantic story because you're you're like making the best out of it in the end. He is not making the best out of this at all. Making the best out of it would have had the picnic ready when she got home or changing the reservations for a different night. Well, um, I guess he was trying to make her make the romantic gesture like he did or whatever when his right. thing ruined it. Like, but he, he got to finish to his like, work emergency before he turned it that's around. That's true. She, she has not been given the opportunity. <clears throat> that's true. Because actually, we don't even know. Like, for all we know, if he got out of her way, she might finish in two hours. And maybe they could go get a drink or something. But he's getting in the way and making things take even longer. You know, like, I don't know. What's a shemp? I don't know. <laughs> when she goes, I have to call you back. There's a shemp in my office. <laughs> well, it's not good, whatever he is. I was wondering if it was one of those um, Yiddish phrases for like, like a, I don't know. The other day, I... Um, I live in a place where like a lot of cruise ships come through and the other day uh, I was walking around this really popular track and a woman we started chatting with her she was from Chicago and I had said something about schle- I said I said yo yeah you're schlepping around uh-huh. and she was like are you Jewish you said schlepping <laughs> I was like oh kind of um but yeah so I figured shemp, shemp or whatever she says anyway yeah look I reckon he yeah he he wanted to he was interrupting and he wanted her to put him first even though like you said on their first date he didn't put her first he put his work first and then he did something to make it up to her and yeah. she was saying that I'll come wake you up in a nice way that you like or whatever and he just couldn't accept it yeah i it is annoying because i don't think that dealing with a work crisis when it arrives means that you don't prioritize your family or your significant other. No, of course not. You know, and I think that's what's unfortunate is that Ross is making it one or the other. But I think like we all need allowances for our jobs because there are jobs. And if we don't yeah. do them, we will be fired or let yeah. go or maybe just like fall to the bottom of the barrel of people in our department. Um, that's it. I think that there have to be boundaries sometimes. But like we said, Rachel is trying to work her way up. And the only way she can do that is to bust her hump now and prove that she can handle a more senior position. It's just the way the game goes. That's right. That's that's right. And so he's thinking like, well, tonight, like that's it. You know, this has been every night. It's been this thing. Let's say it's been over a month. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's going like, you know – this night matters and it has to be I don't know it's just it doesn't sound like they're having good conversations about like this must be very hard for her um, and she probably also wants to still have some time to to herself to rest mm-hmm. and relax you know and so he's feeling like he's not getting enough out of her um, but yeah like there are there are until like you say there can it could be a year of being really busy at work yeah. and having to just give a little extra and y- you really need your partner to be okay with that mm-hmm and be supportive. I feel like Ross, um, I know we've talked about this before, but I feel like he wants like a traditional household yes. where his girlfriend is home to take care of him. Yes, waiting with a plate of cookies. Has, 
Yeah, and then he can make romantic gestures Mm -hmm. and get applauded for, like, any little effort he puts in. But when it's like, well, actually, this is more of, like, an equality, you know what I mean, situation where it's like you guys both have jobs that you're really motivated by and take up 40 to 60 hours of the week. You know, it's more more of, like, a cosmopolitan relationship, and he's just, like, not cool with it. Yeah, and I think... I think part of the reason that I have, I'm so like, you know, my jaw is just constantly on the floor with the way Ross acts is because I just can't imagine Matt acting like that. It's just so foreign to me that he thinks that Ross thinks that this is normal. Like I just can never see Matt being or even like most of my friends partners or husbands like I just cannot see anybody acting like that I can see them being like I really miss you can we make some can we make time for some quality time soon but I can't see them trying to sabotage them yeah it's okay to be sad and miss them but to sabotage them at work is like boo well, he doesn't think he's sabotaging, right? He, that's not his intention is to sabotage her. But the only example I can think of off the top of my head of where this has happened in a friend's relationship dynamic is where her now ex is actually a like straight up narcissist. Like has has narcissistic personality disorder type thing where like Who does? they can um, my my friend, oh, you're asking, like, no, sorry, I just this sent. Oh, you're thinking of somebody who's yeah, whose partner yeah. is so narcissistic. I see, and you can imagine them doing it. I've heard. No, she's told me. Like she said, oh. um, examples of, and it's not that like he's. It's not that he's intentionally trying to sabotage. It's just that he can't stand not being the focus mm-hmm. of her, which is how Ross is acting. Exactly. And so it's like, oh, no, no, that's fine. Do your job. Do well at it. Put your attention in it. But you have to hold me first. Mm -hmm. And so and and not realizing that like, yeah, so that's that's the behavior. Like he's he's I was going to say diagnosable, but I don't know that he's actually been diagnosed. But like if you you know, if you read up about it, she's like he has like 19 out of the 20. Yeah. But yeah. So you can think of one person in real life that acts like yeah. this but it's just like Ross thinks it's so normal and I, I want to say like wh- why isn't anybody else getting involved here I mean I guess they kind of are like you know Monica's remember like Monica yeah she told yeah, him to like, chill stop out being such a big butthead um, and the guys were kind of trying in their own way so yeah so Monica was like get over yourself you should be happy for her mm-hmm. and the guys were kind of trying to be like you know you need to chill out but all they really knew about was the Mark stuff right they didn't know about like I mean, they know that she's working long hours, but like Chandler works super long hours. Mm-hmm. And I guess Phoebe and Monica both do shift stuff, so it's a bit different. Joey, obviously a different plane. So you had, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess they just, yeah, they don't really come to bat for Rachel yeah. with it. Um, not that not that Ross would have listened. You know, he does what he wants totally. to do. Well, and I think, like, it's it's interesting because the beginning, it seems like this is because of Mark. It seems like all his control and jealousy comes explicitly yes. from well, Mark. he uses that as an excuse. He, well, and I think that's what starts it for sure. Because he's like, what, this random guy just was nice to you for no reason? That's what starts it. 
but it turns into a bigger problem like in the last episode when she's like I have something that's just for me is that okay and he's like yeah it's okay and then he's like no what like behind her back um yeah that he clearly is not he's not supportive like he thinks no. he is but he's really 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 well, not and I supportive don't think he understands what supportive means right you know it's right. like it's easy to like, say oh. I support you but are they are they providing well, care and love and time when needed? Like, I feel like it's like when people will go, I'll do anything. Yes, I'll do. I'm happy to make sacrifices. But then when like the it actually comes to being like, okay, well, those sacrifices are um, you don't get to spend as much time with them. Right. You don't feel like the first priority in their lives. You're not the only, you know, when you actually are affronted with it, you're like, yeah. this is too much. And right. it's like, right. well, this is what, this is actually what compromise looks like. Right. You, you have to realize that this is not about you. There's a very famous quote from Love Actually um, when Billy Bob Thornton is the president of the United States and he's negotiating with, um, what's his name, Hugh Grant. And Hugh Grant's like, I want to talk to you about a few things. Um, And and Billy Bob Thornton says, I'll give you anything you want as long as it's something, not something I don't want to give. So (laughs) I feel like that's that's Ross. That's Ross, right? Like he doesn't actually want to compromise. He wants you to see it entirely his way. Um, and only sacrifice the things that aren't actually a sacrifice to him. It's not a sacrifice well, unless it's a sacrifice, right? He's willing to apologize for his behavior, but he's not willing to change it. Totally. Um, so, yeah. So, he is really, really, like, I think Rachel has been very patient up until now. And now he yeah. has, this is, like, what, the millionth time he's just shown up at her office unannounced when she is busy and said that. And, and she has straight up said Please do not come Please here. do not come. I do not have time. I do not have 10 minutes. And he shows up with a freaking electric pepper grinder. Well, but I mean and like. candles. She has multiple times said, do not show up at my, like, please do not yes. come here. And he yes. comes anyway. So comes what I was anyway. thinking was like, if he really does have such a problem with her having her own space or like he's nervous about that. Because you him having a problem with her having her own space, that's not okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's not okay anymore. No. Unless you're like, she's hooking up with this dude at work. I can understand right. why he was stressed about that. But like we said, you have to let her give you the, you know what I mean? Like let her prove to you that she's not going to do that. Anyway. Right. Um, I was thinking about this. I was like, well, what else could Ross have done? He could have packed her lunch. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I know you're really busy. You probably won't have time to go out and get lunch. So I I brought you a little something with a little note in it that says, like, love you. Hope you have a good day. Now she's thinking of you. You've made her smile. You've been supportive. You've helped. But yep. you didn't, like, demand her attention. That's kind of the problem here is that he just is demanding her attention. Because, like, drop her off a coffee and give her a kiss and just say, nope, I, look, I realize you're really busy, so here's a coffee. Just wanted to see you and give you a kiss. Come down. You know, that's it. Just like that. Something like that and not like a I'm here with a pepper grinder and couscous and candles. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this fight continues. Like, he leaves. He gets, she, he get, you know, she kicks him out. Um, she comes home and she's like, about what happened? And he's like, no, it's okay. I know you were just stressed out. And she's <gasps> like, I was going to give you the chance to apologize. And he was like, for what? Throwing me out of your office? Oh, my gosh. And so then and she's like, you know, you had no right to be in my office, which is true because she it's it's not his office. It is her office. She right. said, do not come down here. So he needed to respect that. And then when they're like arguing, one of the things he says is it's just a job. Yeah. 
And I used to think too, like when she's like, just a job, I was like, oh, chill out. But again, it is like, you know, I guess maybe now that I'm in this situation where you are trying to work for something, it's like, it's, it's her independence. It's her livelihood. He is almost acting like he just wants her to be dependent on him. Like, is that mm-hmm. what he wants? I mean, he can, he can provide for her, but like, she doesn't want that. It almost seems like that's what he wants though. Totally. Yeah. And like all jobs at their core are just a job, but they all can have, it can have, it can mean more than that. And like you said, it's her independence. It's like her doing something she likes that she's good at. That's what she says. Yeah. And like, yeah, every every job is just a job, but like that doesn't mean that you can treat it with such blatant disrespect, Ross. That's it. Like the just a job is if it's like it's so your, your health is failing or like Yes, totally. If she was unhappy, then it would be like, Rach, it's just a job. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. But she loves it. And so yes. he should have this whole time, like you, I think you said it earlier really well, like he should have been having the conversations with her like, I really miss you. When can we carve out some time? Yeah. Okay, cool. Saturday and Sunday morning, great. You'll probably be tired, so I'll make us breakfast or I'll make us a reservation at a nice brunch place. Like Mm -hmm. something like that. You know what I mean? He has a lot of opportunities. But he could just do it for a little while until she does, like until things cool down. And if if time goes by and it's been more than just five weeks and like she's still running around like crazy, maybe you say, hey – this has been really hard to be there for you when I don't feel like you're actually in this. And he kind of says it when he's like, I don't feel like I have a girlfriend, but it's like. He could have said it a little more eloquently. Yeah. Well, when she's like, oh, so so she quit. So you can feel like you have a girlfriend. Like, I get what he means, but it's like, it's been five weeks. Like instead he should, you know, you have to give it some time and just say, you know, look, this has actually been really hard. I feel like it's a one-sided relationship you know, I appreciate that you're giving your best and I want to support you. Is there some time, you know, when do you think it's going to slow down? Or I just don't know how long I can keep this up. So at least the other person knows how you're feeling and they can kind of go, okay, wow, like, all right, I'm not doing a good job of prioritizing my time. But for like five weeks? Come on. Right. And the thing with stuff like this is like, it's okay to have feelings. It is okay that Ross feels the way that he does. Totally. But, like, Rachel is not necessarily responsible for fixing all of those feelings. Like, she can show up and own what she can, but, like, she is actually enjoying being busy. So, you know, they're going to have to meet in the middle somewhere, but he wants – he wants all or nothing. And that's the problem is that he can't take that. He's not happy that she's happy. Yeah. 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 Because he's like, well, I'm not happy. And she's like, okay, well, I'm liking this. And he's like, but I'm not. Yeah. So you have to change, you know? Yeah. So yeah, so they are just arguing. And she said, well, and then he says, is this about Mark? Oh my gosh. Seriously? (laughs) I almost forgot about that. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Um, I don't know because he's such an idiot. That's the only answer I can come up with. For real. Because when he was like, is this about Mark? Like, Mark's not there anymore, and I don't even understand, like, is it about Mark for you, Ross? Because it's not for her. You know what, though? People do this in arguments. I know I've done it. just bring up an old argument? Because it's still buried. It's not resolved on their side, Ah. I think. And I think when you're... he thinks that she's, like, punishing him for being mean to Mark or something. 
No, I think that to him, he has never actually gotten over the Mark thing. Like Mark might not be in the picture every day now, but he's never actually gotten over it. He still doesn't trust her, I guess, for lack of better words, um, or trust that there's nothing going on. And even though it he doesn't even work there anymore he like brings us up out of the blue and she's kind of like what does this have to do with anything why are we still having this argument I don't even work with him anymore but because he has not actually gotten over it he's just bringing up everything because they're fighting I don't know okay I hear what you're saying so it's like because like okay so she's kind of like explained away the initial stuff and then so he just brings up something else that he's still mad about I think so yeah, okay. because man, if he was even a little bit smart, he would have just not said that. Well, because he's like, oh, okay, it's not, because... it's not, it's not. Okay, never mind. Like he backpedals yeah, so quickly. She doesn't even say like, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what she says right before he says is this about Mark. But it just to me, it was so weird because it was like, it seemed so out of left field. Where like, maybe she says something about like controlling him. His, controlling her at work or something and that's what he's like oh are you talking about like when you know when Mark was there and I didn't like that I don't know it just seemed to me like it was like huh this is about you getting mad that she's working long hours yeah I don't know but he just like I think she says yeah. something about loving it or something like that and he thinks it's about Mark like she loves Mark that's what it means is that she loves Mark or Loves being around Mark, but like literally has nothing to do with Mark. Literally nothing to do with Mark. We've said Mark so much that it's starting to sound like not a real Mark, word. Mark, you know Mark, what I mean? Mark, 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 Mark. That was really good. What? It's not weird at all. Okay. So Mark. Yeah. So she's just like, oh my God. And rightly so when she's just like, you know, she's yeah. tired. She's had a long day. Her boy, She had to kick her boyfriend out of her office because he showed up unannounced, unwell, and and she explicitly asked him not to. He showed up, set things on fire, you know, caused her more dramas. Um, and now she's, yeah, now she's having to have this argument and then he's bringing up. So I guess she's just probably like, it's been five weeks of me reassuring you yeah. And yet you're still like you're still questioning me and my if you can trust me and and my trustworthiness and and my word. And so she's just like I cannot keep having the same argument. And you know well, what? Like, yeah. Ugh. It's like if it's not Mark, it's just going to be the next guy in fashion that she mm-hmm. works with. Like clearly before it was only Gunther and then and you know and Ross could spend the entire time putting his arms around her so that every other guy knew, but it's like now he can't keep tabs on her, like you were saying. And yeah, there's always going to be some other attractive guy at the office. So I just don't know if she can see that, that it's just like, right now it's Mark. He's not even here. And, he, you know, Ross is yeah. still hung up on it. Who? It's just going to be someone new tomorrow. So yeah. So well, she and I says, think like during certain, yeah. like when certain things happen in relationship, let's let's suspend reality and pretend like, Rachel had cheated on Ross or like had something to do with Mark that ever like gave Ross like we were saying not a reason to be jealous but like where his jealousy makes more sense okay um I could see how it would keep coming up because I do think that when mistakes are made partners have the right to like continually check in with like is this having anything to do with that thing that happened before but nothing's ever happened and it's like how many times can she say 
there is nothing going on with Mark. Like, I don't know how mm. she can stop answering that yeah, question. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like, if somebody gives their partner a reason to be mistrustful, mm-hmm. then it's kind of like that's part of the earning trust back totally. process. Totally. Right. Exactly. It's, like, exactly. it's not that your partner should never trust you again because that's not how that's not going to work that's not sustainable Mm -hmm. but it's like yeah you do have to re-earn it and so you can't just be like okay well i said i won't do it again so stop asking me right like well sorry you you broke my trust and now you do have to prove it back to me a little bit it's a consequence right like you have to Mm -hmm. put in the work and that's that's just kind of that's how it is like as much as we'd all like to just be like, never mind, I forgive you. Okay, starting tomorrow, it's a fresh day. But like, we're not, we, you can't. That's not how it works. Um, but you're right. She never did anything to give Ross reason to have his trust broken. And yet right. she's being treated as if she did. Yes, exactly. And I think that makes it even more exasperating. Like, yeah. also, yep. she just told you why she's spending so much time at work. Please take her answer at face value. You know, like it's there's no further deeper meaning. He's spiraling and he just is like digging this massive hole for himself. And so Rachel says, maybe we should take a break. And he says, let's go get frozen yogurt because, you know, presumably it's not as cold as ice cream. So it doesn't hurt (laughs) his teeth. And and she says, no, a break from us. Was there an alternate option? Then taking a break, what do you, and like and him walking like this whole thing, this whole thing that this has blown up to be. I get that it's like, you know, late at night. It's like eleven. Mm-hmm. They're both exhausted. They've already, you know, they've been having tensions simmering for weeks now. Yeah. Um. They've come to this break point, but like, what else could they have done? I think the word break. And I think that's part of why it works uh, for the argument on both sides is not quite clear. Like she just she doesn't say we should break up. She says a break from us, which I know people take like they're not really together, but they're not really apart. That's a thing. And I guess a break is a good word for that. Um, But like. What's really hard is that she calls him the next day and – or that night. She calls him, like, immediate. Well, he calls her from yeah. the club, but we'll get there. Right. But and she, yeah. when it's all said and done, she didn't even want to be, quote, unquote, on a break for 24 hours. I think she just yeah. needed to pause that conversation and talk rationally. And it was just going in circles. So I think probably Ross's approach of let's take a break, cool off, whatever, they probably should have taken time in their own homes for the evening. Yes. Like if she was just like, no, let's not – like because he was like, well, let's just put this argument on pause and go get frozen yogurt. Right. And like – But like, I also again, don't want to go – Yes. I don't want to go it's, on it's, a quasi-date with you when we're in the middle that's of exactly a, it. a fight. So it's like – it's like Ross, like with the whole slinky thing. Like, yes. So I, I actually, I don't let Ben get away with this either because like, I mean, I think sometimes that is his, like he wants to make me laugh. Like if I'm upset yeah. with him or something, he'll like try to make a joke about it or whatever. And I'm like, no, no, like I want to, 
deal with this first yeah. um, before we like move on because then it'll just never get dealt with. But that's the time for it is not always right that very second. And I think to her point, I, I remember there was an acronym and I'll try to remember it, but it was like, I think it was like, stop it. Or it was like, it was something like that. And it was like, if, if it's late, if you're tired, if you're hungry, Mm -hmm. it was like that type of thing Mm -hmm. or like in public. And it's like, those are like, and it's like, then you take a reconsider if you want to make harsh decisions right now. Well, it's basically like give yourself, agree that like, okay, if it's any one of these situations, we will halt the argument to like, if it's like we're in, Mm -hmm. we got in a fight Mm -hmm. in a car and we have to go out in public, like, okay, we will put a pause on it. We will go out as a united front and we'll pick it back up later. That kind of a thing. Like, I'm not saying that's always a good idea. No, but we all have to do that sometimes. Yeah, and not that thing where it's like you're screaming at each other, you get out of the car, pretend everything's fine. Like, that's creepy, especially if you haven't both agreed to it. Mm -hmm. But like, sometimes you can't sit there and hash it out for hours in that moment. And that's what she's like, it's late, we're tired, we're going around in circles. Like, you're right. They probably, she probably just said, when he said, let's go get frozen yogurt, she probably should have said, I'm actually really tired. I want to sleep on it. Let's discuss this in the morning. Yep. But like fair enough for her for not having the wherewithal, being exhausted, 26, never having dealt with this before, you know, like. Yep. Um, and then he just like. So she storms out. From, well, because also like it's been every day for five weeks. So I don't think her thinking let's have this conversation tomorrow is actually going to do any good. Right. Right. Because they've been having the conversation every day for five weeks. Seriously. And he's not being understanding. So I kind of see where maybe she was like, I need to focus on work right now. You clearly can't be okay with that. So I I can't give you what you need. So we need to push pause. Yeah. And also she says, "Um, look, maybe we should take a break. And I, I feel like that still invites him into the conversation. But like he just storms out. Yeah, that's true. Cause, cause she's not like because I know I people. Yeah. I mean, I've done it where we like kind of quasi broke up for like a week to kind of like reassess. Really? Yeah. Um, to kind of reassess. Was it? No, 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 no. Oh, not a good relationship. Um, but I we did. We kind of had this like weird limbo where we like. We kind of, like, limited how much we talked, and we didn't, like, really hang out alone because we were just, like, mm, like, do we want to do this? Is this going? You know, like, can we repair this, I guess? I don't even know if repair is the right word, but, like, is this yeah. going to go on? Can we and go forward? Yeah. Yes. And in the end, we did not um, because right. I was, like, well, there's a lot of reasons, but the like break was very confusing and and hard. And I was like, I think we just need to actually break up. Like that's it, because it's for like us. we're on a break, but it's like, okay, do we see <clears throat> other people? Do we not? Do right, you know and we didn't. Like, we weren't seeing other people. And like I said, it was a we- it was like the, a planned week, but it was clear to basically me basically just that it was not space to think about it. Like yeah, was that what kind yeah. of okay. yeah? Um, but we still saw each other. We still talked a little bit, but not a lot. Um, it's a bit weird. It is weird, but I think sometimes people need to like step back and reassess without being with that person 24/7. Oh yeah. So, it wasn't like a hard it wasn't like an official breakup, but then at the end of that break it it was an official breakup. It became one, yeah. Mhm. But Well, I guess go yeah, ahead. I don't know. I just think that like having a pause 
and having an, a break like that wouldn't have been bad for them to have a little bit of space. But like, can you imagine Ross actually giving space? No, because that's it. It's like Rachel's saying, I need space. And Ross is saying, I'm losing you. You're slipping away. And so he's like clinging. And so for her saying, I need a break, he just like, he loses it essentially. That's why he storms out because he's just like all his worst fears, you know, that like, well, actually we'll get to all his worst fears being confirmed. So he walks out because he's like, that's it. I've lost her, you know, Mm -hmm. like, which I just wish the guys would have given him better or Monica or something. I don't know. Not that he would have listened, but I just wish he would have chilled out sooner. So he storms out and cut to Chloe from the copy place at the club yammering on about really annoying copy stuff. I know. (laughs) So either she's just super lame and doesn't know what else to talk about or she's like on speed or something. Yeah, I kind of thought she might be on something. Like on drugs? Yeah, because she's acting really like, hey, there's Ross. Hey, like maybe she is supposed to seem like she's on club drugs. I think she's just supposed to seem like young and ditzy and I don't know. And so I think it is kind of funny because the guys were thinking they were going to have this like exotic, spicy threesome evening and they get there and she's (laughs) talking about copying things and the T500 or whatever. And they're like, oh, my God. So then Ross shows up and tells the guys that he and Rachel are breaking up. Yeah, we're going to break up instead. How's the anniversary dinner? We decided to break up instead. So they don't really know the context. No, of course not. And there, and then, you know, he's giving his side and he's like, well, she wants to break up. And so, which I guess you're right. She didn't say break up. No. So that right from there, you know, the game I mean, of she said a break from us, go. but yeah. She said a break from us, but she didn't say I want to break up with you. Right. And he stormed like out said, before hearing her out. Right. Because like as you said, like uh, taking a break is a bit gray. Well, what does that mean? Taking a break from seeing each other every day, from dating, mm-hmm. from being mm-hmm. exclusive, from, right. but you know, breakup is like, that's it. Bye. You know? So, um, so that's what he says. And then she is, you know, really sad and staring out the window and Mark calls cause he was going to leave a voicemail about something. And he's like, wait a minute, why are you home? And she's like, oh, you know, uh, and he's like, Rage, is everything okay? Should I come over? And she's like, no, no, don't. And he's like, okay, I'm coming over. And it was just like, can one man in this show respect Listen her boundaries? Her? No, they and can't. And not show up when she asks them to not show up? Because Mark actually does ruin everything for her. Kind of. By being there. Uh, very much so, I think. So yes, Ross was in the wrong for storming out. He was upset and emotional. But like, you know, he doesn't have the... He doesn't seem to have the emotional maturity to know how to deal with this. So he's getting advice from the guys at the club that they're, you know, he's like, they're like, Ross is like, when one person wants to break up, you break up. And they're like, no, it's you guys. I'm sure that this can be worked out. Just call her. And he's like, no, I have to wait. And they're like, what are you talking about? Just go call her. So it's like, it's not like swimming after you eat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And they're like, just, you know, just call her. And so he calls her and she's like, oh, I'm so glad you called. And he's like, oh, you are? And I mean, I guess like from right there, he should be able to sense her tone. And she's like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, it's so good to hear your voice. And he's like, this is so stupid, right? And she's like, I don't even know if she gets a chance to answer. But like, so maybe he, you know, he's in the club. It's loud. Maybe he can't really 
tell her tone of voice mm-hmm. um because he is like having a hard time hearing and then he hears a guy and he's yeah. with the only two guys that would normally be in that apartment and so he does say is that mark and she was like well yeah but and then he's like got it slams and to be honest with you though so it's like mark being there Ross can uh, fair enough he only assumes the first thing she did was run to this guy and like wouldn't that confirm to you that like there must have been something going on if he's like within an hour he's at their apartment no I mean just because I don't know how you would convince Ross otherwise because he's just believed there's been something secretly going on this entire time but like he doesn't even let her finish she could have lied and been like oh it's the super but she didn't. She was like, yeah, he just came over and he slams the phone on her again. So I don't but, understand. I, I agree. He can be angry. But it's still just it's based. It's not. It's cool 100 percent like, based on Ross's assumptions of Mark. I have to say, though, like it would be very suspect. If it would be hard. This, it would be hard to swallow. I get it. Like imagine if there was some girl that you just feel like there could be something going on and it is a yep. pit you have in the yes. pit. It's like some gnawing thing in the pit of your stomach. And do you know what I mean? And like your partner was like, no, no, no. Like never, never, never. But like for some reason, you you trust him. You just don't trust her. Mm-hmm. And then you guys get in a fight. And not even an hour later, you call him and her voice is in the background. Yep. I get it. I'm not saying he shouldn't be mad. But I also think... It would be very hard. It would be very hard. But the whole time, it's so unfair that Rachel... Why would he be over there unless something was happening? Do you know what I mean? Once again, I said it. Even if nothing had happened before, Mm -hmm. why would he be there when they had a fight less than an hour ago? Right. But once again, Ross doesn't really let her fill in the facts. And I do think it's unfair just because he's been so suspicious of Mark this entire time that Rachel can't just be friends with him. Still, you know, like that she said the whole time, he's my friend. Like, I want to go to this lecture with him. He's my friend. Um, I do think there is something with like if somebody really makes your partner that uncomfortable, usually you like make concessions. But yeah, also, once again, wouldn't... Rachel is really sad and somebody said – well, I'm going to come over. I think I would have said yes too. Like, no matter who it was, yeah. you I'm know. On the other side of this argument, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like she had said no, a so he should have listened to her. But like, the first person that I talked to, I get that her best friends are out on that double date with the translator thing, and so she doesn't really have anybody. But like, she could have called her mom. She could have like done something. I I just feel like you don't invite the one person that has been at the center of all of these issues. Yeah. It just sucks because apartment. it just sucks because like there's no reason that Mark should have been an issue ever. I know, but you know, I know. It just sucks. It all sucks, for sure. He yeah. shouldn't have been there. I'm not saying that Ross was in the right, but I'm well, saying he really like, when really Mark should have just shut up. Honestly. Mark should have never showed up. Like that he too. should have not cuz when he it is also a little bit like he the second he hears that Ross and Rachel are having problems, he just shows up. Like he should have yep. known better that that was only going to put and maybe that was his plan was like, okay, good, maybe. well this will push push Ross and Rachel further apart and you know, who cares? Like we said, people don't have good motivations, but honestly like to let him come over right in the thick of this and like yeah she probably did want to talk it through Mm -hmm. but I just feel like 
you know that he is the last person that Ross would have wanted you to talk it through with. Like, yep. And I also think that, like, yeah, it's not cool for Ross to have stormed out, and mm-hmm. it's not cool for Ross to have hung up because you're not. I, I don't. I fully don't believe in that in arguments because you're not letting the other person. Right. You're not giving the other person the chance to like yep. speak their perspective, um, yep. and that is very childish and selfish to do that. But I also am like, rightly or wrongly, he had these fears. Even me, you know, we talked about this last time or whenever, I'm not a jealous person. But if I had any suspicion that I had raised with my partner and yeah. then the second we got in an argument, she was in totally. my home. It would it I would not bode well. I would not I and there would not be that would not be the time for rational discussion for mm-hmm. you to explain to me like that no. Right. Totally. It just sucks. But also, Ross uh, you know, tees up to make an even bigger mistake. He, yes, but again, I think this is where maybe why I've made concessions for Ross because he's doing a lot of things wrong, but like he was out with his friends. He went out to talk to his guy friends. Chloe was there and wouldn't leave him alone. And he tried to like physically separate himself from her. Like, But then he just kissed her back instead. Yeah, but I mean, he also kissed Phoebe back in the, the flashback. Like... I think it was because mm-hmm. then it was like, well, an opportunity to present. Like, well, you know, it, I don't know. I don't think that we can really go there because like Mark didn't kiss Rachel. So we didn't see what happened there. Like that could have been a thing too. And actually I was kind of thinking, poor Rach, she could have hooked up with Mark. She could have, but I don't think she would have because she wants to get back together with Ross. And Ross wants to get back together with Rachel, but he feels like she just broke up with him. Right. And he thinks, well, I've, I've, I've screwed it up. I've blown my chance. And he's pounded a bunch of beer. So I'm not excusing what he no, does. It's at not all. excused. But I'm in saying any way. he thought, you know, he, he went and said, well, when one person wants to break up, you break up. So he was thinking he just got broken up with. But do you realize that the, the entire problem with their relationship right now is because of what Ross thinks is happening, even though none of it is real? Like from the start with this job, it's all because of what Ross thinks is happening, even though. It's not. Some of it's real, but it's like her working late so talk, is real. Walk me through what. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Her her working late and but that doesn't mean to that focus a ton of he time. Doesn't work is real. She doesn't love him or doesn't care about him or want to prioritize him. Is that's true? That, you know, the that, Mark thing that is one, made though, up. The Mark thing's made up. The breakup and never want like doesn't want to be with you is made up. Well, that's a misunderstanding. He's he thinks that, but like you can see why that is what he thought. Um, and it's also like the, the whole, the whole somebody having to work late and stuff. Like, I think a lot of that comes down to your love languages too, where it's like, if to you words of affirmation are a love language, it's very hard to see like, oh, that person still loves me. They just never say it. Like that is very, very hard to rationalize and to realize. And especially in the heat of the moment, especially if you, you know, don't have these like emotional tools, um, so that one, I kind of understand him thinking like, maybe she doesn't love me as much or isn't prioritizing this because maybe he's a quality time person or right. something. And because he's not getting it, he's like, well, if she loved me, she'd make time for me. The, those are things that you think, and it takes a while to even realize that you think that. And then it takes even longer to be like, wait, other people don't think like that. It's just very difficult. Yeah. 
but if he wanted to work it out with her, I just don't see how he thought sleeping with someone else was going to help. He wasn't thinking it through at that point. I think this was Red Ross. Like I know, but I think this I'm not entire thing you has know been. That. I'm not excusing I, that at all. Like, I think this entire situation done. has been Red Ross. Well, I, I can't, yeah. I mean, he I hasn't been like, rational for five weeks. No, that's fair. And I think that like the biggest flaw here was that he should have been trying to have like he should have been trying to communicate with her mm-hmm. and in a way where it was like okay well what do you need right now oh you need space okay I'm gonna give you that can you give me an indication of how long this will be or what can we set a date night so that I know that I get to see you every week and on Thursdays yeah. you know you yeah. make sure you leave the office by seven or whatever like you know just one thing like Sunday mornings will be our time together or something right. like that like something he should have done that um, but this is like miscommunication happens all the time. Like, you know, because everybody thinks they're coming into things eyes wide open and rationally and all those layers of what we're actually bringing to a conversation, they're, they're, they're subconscious, they're unknown. Like he wouldn't have even known he was, you know, being irrational because in his mind, this is how the world works. Right. But also this is how Ross operates when something doesn't go his way. He like tries to make it. Yeah, go his I way know, because that's faster. what he thinks. That's how he thinks the world works. <laughs> like, yep. That's what he assumes everybody does. <sighs> you know? I just feel like it's it's a little bit that he's made his own bed and now he's lying in it. And I, I don't know. Well, look, okay, just like staring at it on the face of it, because I feel like I'm not trying to say that this is excusable. Basically, Ross has badgered and unsupported his girlfriend for five weeks and then cheated on her. Like, mm-hmm. if you're looking at it on paper, that's right. what just happened. He was a terror for five weeks and then he cheated on his girlfriend. I'm not on his side, but I'm saying it's not as easy as like, well, he's being ridiculous and he's making up all this stuff. Like, he doesn't realize he's making up stuff. Yeah, you know, I know. But what's yeah. really ironic, and this is definitely getting ahead of ourselves, is as soon as he realizes that everything he thought was true isn't, when he finally believes her, it's too late. And then he wants to cover up everything he's done. And that, I he's, think, is what's so terribly hard to forgive. Pulling up a Joe, pulling a Joe the night of my sister's wedding. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, he spends all these yeah. weeks, bad, like you said, badgering her, not believing her, asking about Mark, ridiculing that she's spending too much time, da 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 He sleeps with someone else, and then he immediately is like, oh, I'm going to cover up my mistake because everything's fine because, oh, she actually does love me. And it's like, oh, great. I'm so glad you realized that just in time. Like, well, I think ugh, she, has, sucks. she has said, I actually love you. And I think because it came to the point where he thought he lost her, and then he realizes he didn't. But I still don't think his behavior would have changed. Like, he still would have had a problem with her working late and all those things. So, look, she's done – I think she's done nothing wrong. I think she was doing the best she could for those five weeks, juggling very difficult circumstances and a very, very needy relationship. So I don't think Rachel's done anything wrong. And I definitely think she is – if you're going to use the word, I think she's the victim here. Yes. But I don't think that Ross is just, like, a monster, you know? I don't know, maybe. Anyway, so before we get to all that stuff, I guess a lot Ugh. of that happens later. Um, I Look, like, I, I don't blame Ross for – there are some people that need to work things out right away, and they pester and pester and pester, and I think that's Ross. And there are some people that are like, this. I need, I need some space. We're not going to figure this out tonight. Give me a break. Like, give me some yeah. space. And so he left – 
and he went down to the club not to go hook up with girls. He went to the club to see his friends. And so I think like that was not, he didn't do anything wrong there, right? Like by going down to meet up with his friends and try to talk with them. And Chloe was pestering him and he was still trying to figure things out. And he was, you know, he was definitely deflecting. He literally at one point grabs onto the bar and like is like, no, I'm not going to go dancing with you. And so he's still like doing his best. She kisses him. He should have walked out the door. That's when he should have been like, yeah, clearly there's no other way out of this situation and should have walked out the door. But again, like we said at that point, you know, he thinks he's being broken up with. He thinks he's lost the best thing in his life, his one true love. He's had a bunch of beers. So he takes the other route, kisses her back. To be continued. And then it's a to be continued. A couple other details I want to bring up before we talk about that. So, um... Rachel's in the windowsill um, gnawing on that loaf of bread. <laughs> feel you, Did girl. you notice that? Yeah. No, you don't feel her because you know how to eat bread like a normal human. This is clear to me that Jennifer Aniston has literally never, never eat eaten bread. carb in her <laughs> life. The way that she holds that loaf and like, like tries to nibble off a piece. Like, I was like, okay, so she doesn't know how to eat carbs. Got it. Um. While we were watching this, so they have that call where, you know, he calls her back and, or she's, she's calling and she goes, pick up or be home, be home, be home, be home, be home, be home. He's not home. Ben was like, man, imagine how many relationships were ruined back in the day because of missed calls Mm -hmm. and missed, Mm -hmm. you know, like she, you know, she, he assumes she's hooking up with Mark and, you know, she assumes that she has no idea what he's out doing now because I was thinking that. that. I was thinking that too because I was like, man, today he, Ross calls, Mark's in the background, and Rachel's like, no, 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 no. And he hangs up and she texts him and she's like, literally nothing is going on. He showed up. Call me I back. I told him not to come here. I told him he not to come up. and he showed up. Call me back. I want to be yes. with you. But they yes. didn't have texting or However, even said, voicemails at the club. That's true. And I had said too, like, think about. And I said, yeah, that's probably true. But also, like, I think text messaging has probably ruined a lot of relationships, too. Oh, totally. you can just say whatever you want in the heat of the moment. And it's immortalized in text. Right. Yeah, it's not good either. Um, I was wondering, though, why didn't Rachel page his beeper 555 Jimbo? I don't know. Maybe she did. She probably did. And he was ignoring her. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, like. With a, even with just a phone, you can call and call and call. People don't have to pick up. When you text, yeah. not that they're forced to read them, but like but they know you, you kind of see like, it. She's not hooking up with Mark if she's texting you. Right. Like she information, can't be, you know. Yeah, information can still be uh, passed on even if they see and one text and even, they decide to ignore you. Yeah, I was going to say he doesn't know she's calling, but I guess that's true. If she was paging him, he would know. But like – yeah, it makes it easier to ignore. He could have turned his beeper off, I guess. Yeah, but, or maybe um, he just didn't have it with him. You know, because no, no. he was not anticipating any dinosaur emergencies. I mean, he yeah, did I fly guess. out of there pretty quickly. But yeah, um, look, Rachel has done nothing wrong, to be honest with you. It's just there's a lot of men in her life that aren't <sighs> yeah. respecting her boundaries. Yeah. And when she says no, they think no means go ahead and do whatever you want They anyway. know better. And so that's ruined this all for her. To be continued. To be continued. With one of the very few um, placements 
song placements in Friends that is not the theme song or the transition or like a music. Guitar riff. Yeah. Um, it is with or without you from you too, which I think is an excellent placement. Mm-hmm. Um, it really conveys the emotion of the moment. Um, yeah, I think oh, it's great. I think it's a great I'm placement. Sad the rest of the day. It is sad, and I still love that song, even though this moment is so sad. And I do sometimes think of it. It's probably my yeah. favorite U2 song. I'm not like, I mean, I like U2 fine. They're not like my favorite, but I do love this song. Right. Um, I just mean this whole feeling where she's staring out the windowsill, heartbroken. It's so bad. Her night's been ruined. Her relationship has been ruined. And she's sitting here thinking, I ruined it because I said, let's take a break. And now, you know, he's gone. He called. He hears Mark. And now who knows what? Yeah. But like, again, she didn't do anything. She was trying to do the right thing. And then now Ross has really cemented it. Really ruined it. I know. Because he makes rash decisions. He does. <sighs> oh, gosh. The rest of it's going to be a real doozy. Yeah, we've got a lot to work through. Whew. Okay, guys. It's going to be everybody gear up for couples therapy. Please it's a coming. Stick with us. I, You know what? I'm actually curious to hear. Well, I'm always curious to hear like people out there like not like whose side are you on because I don't feel like it needs to be about that, but like. I don't know. It's hard when it's an Instagram poll and it's any just Team other or uh, Team Rachel, but like right. Well, any other insights think? to this? Yeah. Ooh, maybe somebody out there is like a couples therapist or a psychologist or like a relationship expert or behavioral expert or something. Mm, yeah. And you can talk to us. You can tell us if we're but, also a total sociopath. Yeah, or if like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just curious to hear it because um, I'd like to hear some other perspective. Renee and I are an echo chamber. You guys know that. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Not echo. really, though. I mean, we just... Dis- no, we definitely we dis- disagree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not Team Ross here, but I can understand how all of these miscommunications could have happened because they happen millions of times in everyday life. And we all make decisions based on incorrect assumptions. We do. Know? I just think what's so hard about it is that he incorrectly assumes... And does not believe Rachel for so long that he's made it a fact in his head that then in the end truly ruins their relationship. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. You know, yeah. So anyway, this has been tough. And it's not going to get easier. This has been tough. And we've got more to go. Got more to go. Join us. This was the one where Ross and Rachel take a break. Join us next week for season three, episode 16 the one with the morning after. Eesh. Ooh, a bad hangover Ooh. and it all comes screaming into clarity the next morning. Seriously. And to answer the age-old question, what kind of puppy should Chloe get? <laughs> Do you need more on that for a while as a more positive thing to think about after this episode. So what kind of puppy should she get? Yeah, think about that. That's a great question. We'll end it there and we'll think about that the rest of the day. Okay. Thanks for joining us, you guys. We will see you next week.